the Damaged Goods Podcast. It's all right, though. Oh, yeah, see? That's it, that's it. I'm surprised you don't drink coffee being out on the road all the time like that. Yeah. Get this bad boy up in there, girl. There you go. Yeah. You never, never in your life? No. Red Bulls? No. What are those other ones? Five-hour energy drinks? I've tried those. You Tastes work 14, 15-hour days on tour and you know, no weed, stimulus. Weed, 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 I know, dude, but sometimes <laughs> that does the complete opposite for me. Sometimes. Not all the time. Depends on the weed. But you never... Like in the middle, I know what it's like doing the same shit you do. You never get like tired at three in the afternoon and you've been up since seven thirty and you don't ever. No. You know what? I would say at your age, try to keep going. Cause when I was about your age is when I first started having coffee. I never um I never had it. And then I rely on it now. I can't do that to myself. Don't, I don't blame you, dude. Here, bring that mic close. It's not gonna bite you, I promise. It's clean. <laughs> I disaffected it after all guests. Tight. Maybe, maybe not, maybe not. That uh, scared of the mic voice is a friend of mine and my guest this week on Damaged Goods. She's a music touring veteran in her young age and also like dwells in the realms of executive assistant in the entertainment music industry in particular. You like my, my word choice? <laughs> I do, I do. Miss Courtney Angela. With what's a up, C this time, up? right? With a C, I'm growing up, so. Did you ever legally change it with a K? I wish I would have. I have a, I have a few friends who legally changed their names. You gotta go down there, but sometimes kids just do the I'm going by this now and so everyone has to adapt to it until it comes time for like IRS <laughs> shit. those taxes hit that's it oh, <laughs> I know see I, I we were talking about uh, Courtney and I were talking off air about taxes and so like be, you know when you work when you do tour stuff without Live Nation are you um, like privately contracted it depends on the client and the company that you're working for um, it really could just but Depend if it's generally with Live Nation, she also works kind of with Live Nation too, guys. <laughs> but with them, that's W-2s. Oh, yeah, strictly W-2. So, like, my whole life, I've always had jobs that were, like, self-employment, my own businesses, or privately contracted, like W-9s and shit. So I've always had ill accountants, and they kind of hit me. This, I'm going to share a little fucking fact with you guys. <laughs> I can share with Courtney. If you happen to be privately contracted or independently employed by yourself, it's always in your advantage and benefit to file for an extension because the likelihood of a uh, an audit is less likely because it's down the line. They've already gotten to their audits top of the shelf. But it's like not going to get that money back. But dude, when I'm like privately contracted or work for myself, I, I'm usually paying money. Oh, yeah. that's I'm so scared of that because yeah, I can't hold on to money. I love money. <laughs> when I get money, those PDs, when they hit, oh, my God, they're gone. Yeah. Are you good at saving money on the road? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thirsty for that Roadie Friday, and the first thing I do, I'm going shopping. Tell them what's Roadie Friday if they don't know about touring. Roadie Friday is the Friday equivalent of your work week. So it can be a Tuesday, but you're three shows deep in a three in a row. It's your Friday night, ready yeah. to party. Yeah, actually, it's gonna be Sunday, Monday. It can actually be Friday. Roadie Friday on a Friday is even more lit. special. It's even more lit. But you take advantage of those. And then, I mean, I've been the kind of guy that's, I've made a Roadie Friday out of not a Roadie Friday. <laughs> like, I think we all do that. Yeah, <laughs> it depends. And, and what, you know, she was saying it was like a three in a row. That means three shows in a row. Sometimes when you are on these tours, it's, you might have one show and then a day <laughs> off, and you might do five in a row. So you gotta, um, what do you, what'd you say? Pace yourself. Oh, yes. Right? It's a marathon. You'll burn out so yeah, quick. Yeah, dude. And like, man, I'm, you're still a young, healthy cat. I'm an old, healthy cat. <laughs> but 
my my endurance for partying is not what it used to be, and I think I learned that this last year. I finally hit the thing where I, because I was like even pushing my to my mid thirties, like hey, I can still fucking party many nights in a row, fuck it. And then this past year, it hit. I can't do that anymore. Oh, that I'm hit like, me maybe three tours ago. What? Dude, <laughs> you're too young. Don't say that. I can't do it. You know, those three in a rows or even a two in a row, your mm-hmm. body's it's screaming at you. Day yeah. off, day off, laying the bed. It's a long, um, it's a long day. You're, you're talking. Anywhere from minimum 12 to max 15 hours, mostly on your feet. Facing people. Yeah. And I've, I've had a lot of people on this podcast who, who do what you do and what I do occasionally is working on, on music tours, live touring. But why Courtney's interesting is because if you haven't heard, if your listening skills are absolute shit, she's a woman. <laughs> uh, and there are women that tour working in music, but it's a fucking finite number, dude. The percentage is small. Uh, so I thought it'd be cool to have somebody who, who does this who I've worked with before, uh, but the perspective is from that of a female. It's a little more interesting. And, and like, dude, you guys are tough out there because dudes are like dirty and nasty and tough and they get out there and they don't care working for days in a row. And like a lot of girls and women I know and my family and group of friends, they still like might work hard at their jobs, but then you come home to your own bed. You come home to all the things you can pamper yourself with. You know, we get hotel rooms out there, but a lot of times you're in that bus, dude. It's not <laughs> and you'll pampering. still be sitting outside of a hotel in the bus. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the worst part. <laughs> Just in pain, too tired to move. Yeah, yeah. It's up. She stays, stay in good shape, though. Oh, absolutely. Right? Those 30,000 plus steps a day. Yes, dude. I lo- are you are you reaching thirty thousand? Oh, a hundred percent. If yeah, not more. yeah. It's not more. Do you always do you always notice the slant down when you have like the days off? It's like four thousand. Oh, my Apple Watch will go off. You need to walk. It recorded you yesterday for <laughs> X amount of steps, and it's like, don't tell me I'm a piece of shit. I know <laughs> my legs hurt from those steps. I'll pick it up tomorrow. It's honestly the, my favorite byproduct of touring is. I stay in such good shape, dude. I lose my weight, and then I work out on the days off. But on the day, you're you're actually working more on a show day, dude. I can I eat pretty healthy, but the days off, I don't know if you do the same thing. Depending what city I'm in, I just eat like a savage. Oh yeah, I grab stuff from the bus. The start oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to tell them why that's important. Explain this. It's important because you're not only saving money, but you're also you're going to intake more food. So you yeah. grab some snacks. So you got Hell something yeah. right in the middle of the day. Got something in the day with. Yep. Still just pack it in. And then everything you have on the off day, you bring it back to the bus and yeah. save it. And like, dude, some places you're in, great places for food. and Some places, it's, it's pickings are slim. So it's nice to have some snacks, especially if you end up like, yeah, you go out for the meals, but maybe you get high and you're laying around in the hotel room <laughs> in this comfy bed. You, you got all these snacks from the bus. You don't have to go find them somewhere, you know? Exactly. It's Real important. quick and convenient. Dude, I always... Jake the Snake move. When I wake up on a hotel day, I, I you know I wake up whenever I wake up. I maybe drink some water, and then when I'm leaving the bus, I always take at least two bottles of water. At least two. <laughs> it's a little greedy to take more than two, but it's standard procedure to take two. I always take a banana with me, and like if there's like a breakfast bar, a granola bar, I take that into the hotel so I can have something either before or after I hit the gym. Drink the coffee. I try to drink the coffee on the bus because hotel room coffees. Shot. Have you ever been in? So if you guys travel in like your personal lives or your jobs, you know, right? <laughs> unless your fucking eyeballs don't work, there's uh, a lot of coffee makers in hotel rooms, and they usually scale in quality based on the quality of the hotel. Dude, I've been on this last tour I was on. There was multiple times I was in nice hotel rooms, not like your chain ones. No fucking coffee maker, dude. I'm trying to think of some of the cities we were in. Major cities where these were like, um, like more like one-off hotels, like really fancy ones, but not. Not a chain, not like a double tree or a Radisson. I was like, no fucking coffee maker in here, dude. That's essential to the day off. Yeah. What man. if you want some noodles? 
what if you what if you're like an old businessman or businesswoman and like you got the conference in town, you flew in, I want some fucking coffee, dude, and or and or noodles. Man, I don't know. That bummed me out. I, now I got to go back down to the fucking bus. You know? <laughs> Defeats the purpose. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was a little noisy right there. Clinging and clanging. So these nails, you guys can't hear these nails that Courtney has on, but use your imaginations, man. I'm. If you're looking on the visuals, you can see them. These things don't exist on tour or do they? They do exist on tour. What? I, I will always tour <sighs> with my nails on a day off. You will always see me getting my lashes or my nails done. It's very important to keep up with yourself when you're on tour, regardless. Yeah, it's true, especially I imagine as a woman out there too. But I don't know how you can do anything with those claws. You're like female Wolverine. Dude. I'm still moving road cases. I'm dude, pushing. I'm carrying. I would. F they don't get like smashed up and cracked up and all that. Nope. It's amazing to see. Like I think women have to work a little harder on the road. Not only like you guys doing the same jobs, but. I know, sorry if this sounds like patronizing or whatever, but because you want to upkeep with your beauty. And I see that amongst all these women I've met that tour or just enjoy the things that average women enjoy when they're at a job that's, you know, at their home or in their city or whatever, their town. So you have to do a little extra, dude. So you absolutely. actually probably have less downtime, man. That is absolutely true. Um, I honestly am one of those girls. I'll roll out of my bunk. I wear wigs on the road as well. So I will get off, get out of my bunk, put my wig on, walk around for a little bit, see who's around, may or may not draw on some eyebrows, wait until <laughs> afternoon or one o'clock whenever everybody's kind of in their own areas, yeah. leaving everything alone. But then I'll kind of tidy up in those in those moments, in those extra moments. Yeah, why is it girls always want more eyebrows? Guys like trying to get rid of. I have too many eyebrows. Like I, <laughs> I could share my eyebrows with you, dude. Do they have locks for love of eyebrows? They should. Why do girls want more eyebrows? I mean, it just helps shape your face. Your eyebrows are normal. I mean, I got them shaped up the other day. Uh, but I mean, you know, I, some girls look like they have an upside down Nike swoosh <laughs> on their face. You know, like especially out in California, dude. Uh, Courtney's from Ohio. You know, I'm from Massachusetts. Out here, dude, Southern California, it looks like a Sharpie marker sometimes. Oh, dude. yeah. So yeah, eyebrow game bad. is wild out here. So I always wonder why that, because I, I have so dude, my eyebrows like fall out. You have really good eyebrows. Well, thank you. I they're mean, full. A, they're, yeah, you girls like them because you guys want them. They're bulky. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever seen Martin Scorsese? Oh, man. Picture? <laughs> I have like his eyebrows. Like In 20 years, I'll look like his eyebrows. <clears throat> Bushy. <laughs> you lose hair on your fucking head. You get more on your eyebrows. You might get one in your ear. It's great. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. But you, uh, so you're off the road now, and you were telling me a little bit about something that... It's interesting when people work in the arts on on tour, music tours. Some guys like guitar techs and bass techs, drum techs, they either might have their own bands, or they maybe have their own company like working on shit. Then a lot of people who are like maybe like the production managers, the managers, PAs, whatever, they just kind of stick to the touring gig. Maybe they have a local gigs they do in between. Um, you were talking to me about a, a venture that you kind of went out on that wasn't. I mean, I guess it would entail touring. Right, but you were working for a very you would gone on a tour for a very big artist, mm -hmm. and if you could choose if we say the name, and then you kind of got hired by the artist manager to be like an executive assistant, and and that's a little different than touring. It's like you're working a little closer to the person and stuff like that. What was that like compared to touring and shit? How'd you like that? The transition was pretty crazy because it was. Say who it was, or is that a no? No, we don't have to. I don't want to put you out there. Ah, uh, no. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I can't tear. do all that, but yeah, um. We'll it was very different uh, in the way that it operated because the boss was still traveling every week. It would be between... And the boss is the artist for you guys, not the... Uh, 
Not actually who you might be your boss. Correct. Sorry, go on. The boss is the boss of the boss. <laughs> Inception. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud you like that movie. Oh, yeah. Great Good movie. For you. But um, going from the road to an office, and it was still a remote office, I would be on movie sets, I would be on music video sets and photo shoots, and it was just a whirlwind all at one time. Touring can't prepare you for a job like that. None. And you were learning on your feet and... No, I you made it sound like you didn't even have less downtime. Like no downtime. There was no downtime. How many I'd hours of sleep? Sh- maybe none. I'd be taking a shit and I'm getting yelled at that I am a piece of shit because I didn't do X Y Z. Dude, no. I feel like anyone who's doing that job, they're like really like you're sacrificing a lot of your sanity, and it's I don't know, man. Like I, I was telling you, I couldn't have ever been. I couldn't been been a waiter. I couldn't ever take orders like that. I could never have done that job because it's so. I have no me. Did you feel like you were losing your identity at all? I did because um, as we discussed off podcast, I have been in an abusive relationship and just some of those triggers started coming back, seeing how this character acted towards me. And just as a whole, I told myself I would never let someone talk to me this way again. And as that pattern continued, I was like, yo, fuck this dude. Truly fuck this dude. I'm not letting somebody talk down to me, belittle me, Everything from that point on, I was just like, I need to be true to myself and get the fuck out of here. And quite literally, the day before, one of the biggest <laughs> campaigns this man had to deal with with this artist, I left his ass high and dry. Fuck I left the keys in the apartment. I told the maid, see you later. It was nice meeting you. How good, good did luck. that feel? It felt fucking phenomenal. There's something liberating about quitting. I'm not telling you guys out there to go quit your jobs, but if you're in a situation like Courtney's talking about, and it's like... At what point is it worth it to even be at that job anymore? When you do quit, man, you feel like you broke out of prison. You Shawshank Redemption, that motherfucker. I did. Like, no amount of money could make you feel like you were going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And and tell me, or tell them again, the listeners, like you said, how many people were in your same exact position for the same client? What was the number? There were 35 people in my position in the last five years. So you're talking about six motherfuckers a year are getting cycled in and out. And I'm like, I mean... I imagine some people were probably fired for incompetence, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who did what you did, right? Oh, 100%. Do you guys have like an, um, like, what do you like, like when veterans come back from wars or like <laughs> AA group meetings? There's, y'all that's share? what it low key is when you I found that. out. We all kind of thought back through some things and we're like, whatever happened to this person? And then we all got in contact and we're like, you too? Dude, <laughs> that's like, I mean, I, I can understand that being like pretty traumatic. And uh, it's, it, it, is it more refreshing now coming back? doing what you were doing before uh, in the road, working for music in, in the realm that you like, probably have a little more independence. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I can tackle the job a little bit more easier because now I'm seeing it's yeah. not that serious. Yeah, your skin is probably <laughs> thick as shit, dude. Oh, I've literally had people yelling at me, just cussing me out, and I'm like, for what though? Do you have your tickets? Do you have what you paid for? Do you need me to walk you to your seat? <laughs> I'll buy you a drink. Have did, a good one. Did you ever see, like, you must have seen it because I've seen it on the, on the road, um, the kind of shit you're describing about working for this person in the the microcosm of being on tour. Like, I've seen tour managers and other artists berate crew and local staff getting berated by the, the PA and shit before. Definitely not to the magnitude of the job you just were talking about, but you must have seen it on some scale before you had that job, right? Oh, 100%. Did you ever experience it yourself? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. But nothing like that. Nothing like theirs. Oh, no. Damn. I was seen as something as a favorite because he did have a respect for me that he didn't really give people. You kind of had to earn it. What do you think made you earn it? Like, how did you earn it? 
because he knew I didn't take shit from people, fuck even him. Yeah. I would cuss back at him. I'm like, who in the fuck are you talking to? Dude, sometimes you got to <laughs> do that, man, because uh, that's how people won't, won't respect you otherwise. They want to see you have a little backbone. Mm. And then they might give you a little more responsibility and, I don't know, a little more longevity. But it's sad, like what you were doing that for, what, a month and a half? Month and a half. And you moved. You did. You fucking moved. I moved across the three, country. 3,000 miles. That's 3,000 Within miles. two days of being hired. I've completely picked my life up and moved. How'd you like New York? I don't like New York. Nah? New York don't have I mean, to I lived shut there up. for like five and a half years, so it's I could tell loud. you. It's too loud. It's too noisy. Well, yeah, well, I mean, dude, Cincinnati's a little quieter, and then LA is even quieter. And New York is loud. Very loud, dude. Constant. But, like, only thing I liked about the noise is that the construction noise doesn't stand out as much because there's so much other fucking noise. <laughs> like, dude, this morning at 9.30, I, on my Instagram, you see me, I'm screaming at the maintenance guys, and I know that sounds mean and stuff, but they come, why does he come at 9 to 9.30 on a Saturday morning to blow leaves that we don't even have? It's so loud. It's Saturday, dude. It's the, it's the fucking Jewish Sabbath. I'm not Jewish, but I'm just saying. And so, like, New York, I never heard, like, construction always drives me fucking nuts but I never heard it in New York because there's a million cars honking and sirens and people screaming but I mean you didn't like anything man I was there for a long time I didn't really get to do much I didn't get to go uh, true on Broadway see any shows there was no time that's what you were gonna do Courtney Angela to. was gonna go to Broadway for shows really. I really wanted to see To Kill a Mockingbird that was okay, there when okay. I was there. you know what alright I thought you was gonna go to some musicals and shit no nope. impressed I don't like musicals I like plays I am impressed that you would go see To Kill a Mockingbird. She's a It's a one of my favorite sp- books. Dude, I'm impressed. It's a good book. Did it's you read it in, in school? I did. I was forced. And then when I yeah. got a couple chapters deep, I'm like, oh, Same. wow, this is actually really insane. Same thing with The Outsiders. I love Outsiders. the movie. I love like all movie? of those. I like the book a lot better. The book's that. a lot better, but the movie, just seeing all the characters come to life. Did you see the life. movie back in school when you no. read the book? I read did the you... book first. So I read the book first. I saw the movie like 15 years later, and I was like, oh, God. This movie. I didn't like the movie. It was too really? cheesy for me. Yeah. But that was what was so cute about it. I felt like... Because of all it... those famous dudes when they're young? Yep. <laughs> that got me. That's a pretty That's a pretty extensive cast. Oh, yeah. I love the book, though. I did like the book. It was just, I don't know. I always thought the name Ponyboy was a, kind of a pussy name for someone who's But he was so soft. Group. He was. But, like, if I was in that crew and we were all, like, greasy-haired up, leather jacket dudes, I wouldn't even want a soft-ass dude like Ponyboy in my crew. I feel like it would dilute the purity. It definitely did. It's always... I just watched this movie, Honey Boy, last night. It made you me think of it. It's nothing to do with The Outsiders. It's, it's kind of... It makes sense why, but... Like, names like... Anything before your name, boy, like Honey Boy or Pony Boy, like, oh, man, it can it can go bad. Like, if you're, like, NBA Young Boy, it doesn't sound as corny. I mean, it sounds corny. It's so corny. <laughs> it's corny. It doesn't sound as soft, but it's very corny. But, like, yeah, man, I'm glad I never... Did you ever get a nickname on the road? I never did. What about back in the day? Never, never did. Never got a childhood nickname. I didn't... I just did so many different things that were stupid it just became normal for me so it wasn't just one but thing you don't that you could get a bad nickname you could have got a cool one dude they could have you could have done some cool ass shit i didn't do cool shit you, oh, i was a on. loser up until high school man really i hey you're a big girl to admit that a lot of people don't i think a lot of people can't see if they were a loser they're unaware some i knew thought they were cool <laughs> actually losers you see you might have had it twisted you might have been cool and you thought you were a loser but you might have been actually cool the, the, the looking glass was flipped or something i mean thinking back on it I'm that could have nice. been the it could have been be the nice. case i mean my freshman year i lettered varsity as a freshman what is that for soccer Le- i oh. lettered uh varsity well, that means you were like really nasty i was real you look like you'd be a nasty soccer player oh i was really good football as they call it 
football. <laughs> but um, and I also ended up in color guard for the rest of my high school What's career. What's that mean? I was flag girl. Flag girl. <laughs> oh yeah, tossing for- flags, dancing wait, wait, with the band. I- Wait a minute. Okay, not that has nothing to do with soccer. No, I don't play I soccer, so I don't know. I played soccer, fucking... then I switched over. Ah, I've... dude, the soccer so. slate slang went over my head. So, <laughs> so f- that means you're in the band, the marching band. Yeah. Okay. So I played soccer first, and then I kind of transitioned. Which one's cooler? I think soccer's cooler. Okay, I don't yeah, know. I would say so. Like being in the band was nerdy. That's always been the nerdy thing. So it's you're not really cool if you're in. You the band. You do like corn and incubus. So. I do. <laughs> Bust Courtney's balls or bust her ovaries about that. Um, I never, I never, where I grew up, not everyone would listen to it, so I really didn't know. I knew what it was because you'd see it on like MTV, but I didn't really know about it firsthand. And then there's that whole like, like 311 and all those sublime bands. I don't even know if 311's from Orange County, but they just seem like, are they from Orange County? I think they are. Okay. I was, yeah, my detective skills were astute. Uh, that whole like Orange County kind of like, reggae-ish rock scenes like that was also very foreign to me but since I was a skater it would be in skate videos and shit so I was exposed to it and I was like I get that but I didn't get the corn in- incubus disturbed thing that was like very foreign to me and I still like I did I worked for I've worked for some bands I'll, I'll tell you off air not to be disrespectful we're doing a lot of off air shit uh, I didn't know who they were until I worked for them and I realized like wow these guys are fucking huge I've never heard of them because that shit just wasn't in my world you know uh, but you you did, before you were like out touring, working for directly bands, you was a warp touring ass motherfucker, weren't you? I really was. Yeah. I was born, baptized, blessed. Did you go <laughs> to the warp tour first as a fan and they were like, yo, how do I work for this? I 100% did. I worked my magic and figured my way right on in there. Smart cookie, dude. And then 10 years later, I ended up on it. Where'd you see it the first time? First time I saw it was in Cincinnati. Where'd they do it in Cincinnati? Riverbend. Okay, so yes, I've, we've worked there together. Absolutely. If you want to sweat balls with a million mosquitoes like nipping at your ankles right next to the water, maybe disease infested, that's the spot. And then you with can go a gamble. Nice view. You can go gamble after it too. I was there not last, this past summer. I was there the summer before again. That was like my third time, but they had done renovations. This is a venue in Ohio. It's right on the river, hence Riverbend. And I think it was after a year I worked there with you, they had um, floods. Really bad flood, yeah. And this, the backstage of this venue is like fucking 50 feet from the water, the whole backstage, the catering, the offices. And I guess from what I was told, the water got so high, it was stage level onto the ground, which is, that's a lot of fucking water, dude. And so they, they hooked this place up. It was much nicer. I don't oh, know yeah. if you've been back. It's much nicer backstage. Definitely. Not as hot. They have areas to do VIP shit. They still have the casino. It was popping when I was there this time. Oh, really? Like, I don't know what was going on over there, but it was fucking jamming over there all night. They have the racetrack over there. That's probably what it was. What kind of, what, dog racing? Uh, No, I think it's just horses. Horses? Something similar to Churchill Downs. Uh, what's Churchill Downs? Is that Lexington? It's Lexington or Louisville. What's one the one that's right across the water? Louisville or, 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 or uh, no, it's a smaller name. The one right across from Cincinnati, dude, right oh, over the bridge. Kentucky, uh, Covington. Covington. I like that place. I like Covington. Newport it's, area, yeah. Yeah. When people, you know, especially people in the Northeast or the West Coast, like when you you know say like places like Kentucky and shit, their mind goes to a, if you say Ohio, people think of the cities like Cincinnati, Cleveland, but when you say Kentucky, people, their mind goes to like redneck, fucking, <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's definitely part of it, but. There's some cool places. Like, dude, Covington is like a cool Poppin'. little city. Because I've done shows in Cincinnati where I've stayed in Cincinnati and also times where they stuck us over there. But it's cool because you could like walk around. There's some hip little restaurants. I found a, 
cool smoke shops, tattoo parlors, fun shit. I saw crazy thunder lightning storm there once. That whole area. It's infused with history as well. Is it? What history? Drop some knowledge on us, girl. So that entire area spanning from downtown Cincinnati, um, where the Underground Railroad Freedom Center, that whole area um, were all homes that were, yes, uh, part of the route um, in which Harriet Tubman actually took and different freedom riders. Oh, wow, dude. So is that like, that is like the downtown area? Is that what you're saying? It's the downtown area starting in Cincinnati and then that like bridge. And that's that, the one that goes right to that park on the water and then goes yep. over to Kentucky. Ah, interesting. Interesting. It's funny because like my geography skills are ass cheeks. <laughs> I know where New England is, Florida, California, Texas, New York, and that's it. So in my mind, even though I know they're connected, we're talking about a fucking bridge. I never could put that together, dude. You know? And I was we did a show. I was in Kentucky in November with Slayer, and it was in um, it was right near Ohio because we did Ohio. We did Columbus the next day, but when we were in Kentucky, dude, I try to remember what would be the closest one. It was a big indoor arena. It was like a college basketball. Place. Oh, BB&T. Yeah. Northern Kentucky University. Yeah, yeah. It was big. It was nice. It was pretty nice, and it started snowing like crazy. And they were worried we weren't going to get to Ohio. And we got to Columbus the next day, come off the bus. And we're, the buses are inside, but merch truck was outside. And I go out, it's fucking sheets of ice, and it's freezing, and there's that like five right. inches of snow. I was like, holy shit, man. It was really cold that night. Fucking freezing. Reasons to leave. Yeah, man. Well, she, yeah, we were talking earlier how California, Southern California makes you wimpy real quick. How, you've been here for a couple years now, right? About four. It took about six years, six months, I think, probably for you to, Maybe even less. Yeah. I thought, dude, I was like, man, I'm never wearing a long sleeve shirt when I come out here, dude. After the first winter, I was like, yep, hoodies on, maybe a jacket for sure, dude. Oh, it's imperative. The cold here is completely different from cold elsewhere. It is. Well, it's just the desert cold, they say, right? Oh, yeah. I think it just catches you off guard because you see these palm trees and you see, you're in the sun in the daytime, dude. Like, I'm in the beach, like I'm surfing. There's girls in bikinis in the water. I'm in a wetsuit, but like that's in the daytime. In the nighttime, dude, you might have a scully on and like a hoodie. I I we I like kind of do like to get wear like a hoodie, maybe a little rain jacket when it's cloudy, because it doesn't happen. I mean, oh, fun. it doesn't. I love yesterday, it. Yesterday, I think two days ago, it yesterday it, it flashed rained here like out of nowhere, dude. And I was just writing at my desk and I was like, fuck it, dude. I put my little Omerta MIA rain jacket on. Hey. Shouts out to my boy Mick and C. Uh, a mutual friends of ours and uh, podcast love. I threw their rain jacket on just to, and I took a bong rip and put headphones and just like walk in the rain for like 15 minutes. I wanted to do it. It's fun for me. I like that. It's know? relaxing, you know, and it'll Very. literally just be that the 15 minute span and be, boom, done. Yeah, it was like meditative. And I came back and I did some work shit and it was peaceful. I don't like working on tours in the rain when it's uh, uh, outside a shed tour, which is when you guys go to those amphitheater shows, that's when they call it in the touring business a shed. Uh, and it's terrible in the rain because, dude, you're getting it all Walking day. Walking across the venue how it's many mud times? I've been thankful I've never gotten muddied up. I've, I've been at festivals working where it's gotten muddy and I've prancing around on like my balls <laughs> on my feet, like just doing whatever it takes. And then some guys don't care and they're like muddy up to their waist and like your shit's ruined first off. 100%. And like I just, I mean, I'll get dirty, but if I cannot get dirty, I'm going to do a lot to not get dirty. You oh, know? yeah. But yeah, the rain gigs in the in the big arenas when you're inside or even in smaller clubs, House of Blues size venues, don't really matter. Maybe you go and you go to the bus or the truck. But you know, when you're touring, dude, in the summertime, it's hot as balls, right? Imagine you're in, pick your home state, dude. Anywhere in America is hot in August. And it's raining, 
but you don't want to get wet, but you can't be hot. So you got to get a paper. Thi- Actually, the Omerita windbreakers are great. Dude, guys, Those send us the some more things to go on it's, tour. It's in. a paper thin fucking windbreaker, so you can not be sweating balls, but you protect it from the elements because you want to try to keep your radio dry, mm-hmm. your whatever else is, and part of your body, at least your head dry. You know what I'm saying? So you don't get sick, but you don't get hot, dude. I, they make some really good, um, like thin ones. Uh, like I've seen Under Armour do them where they have like perforated shits. You bleeding? Nike's got good ones too. Yeah, Nike does, huh? I'm like very. Uh, I don't wear Nike. It's a long story. My boy's girl's are high up there, so he gets forty percent off. So my girl gets it. He's always trying to get me to get shit, but since I don't want it, I miss out on all this sick Nike shit for like forty percent off. Best rain gear. I know, and I'm like, I see. I'm like, man, they do have some really good rain gear. Adidas <laughs> doesn't make enough good rain gear. They don't. Yeah. Adidas doesn't make a lot of good. They make dope much. kicks and shit, but I just Shoes, don't. Yeah, not apparel. I don't. Yeah, not, and I don't wear a ton of athletic apparel and sneakers like I used to anyway. So I don't need a plethora in my closet. But I do like some good rain gear, dude. You know, I bought some new North Face rain gear. I like, but it's a little thicker. It's not summertime at all. Oh man, it's perfect for like right now. No way in the summertime. Oh, you can get some tours off in it then. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Florida's the absolute worst. I always prepare for Florida. Florida, I've never been there. I've been there on my recreational times and had fun. Touring, I've never been there when it hasn't rained. Every day. Not maybe the whole day, but it might rain six times in one day. Thunderstorms. I've had storms completely wipe out my VIP programs. Take the tent for a ride, dude, right? Took the tent, took power, all of it. Can't do anything. What is your least favorite place in Florida to work? What's the one that's in Tampa? Oh, dude, that or that, the shed in Tampa. Yes. Oh, dude, oh. yeah, it's the worst. Terrible. <laughs> always terrible. rains, always storms. It's dude, always something with that venue. It's so sticky because it's inland, oh, too. Oh, terrible. And the bugs there? Yeah. Dude, there's these bugs. They call them, um, fuck, man. Like, like not, not mating bugs, something like that, because it looks like two, they always look like they're having fucking bug intercourse. They're bug <laughs> intercoursing, and they're like this. Uh, I don't they're know like what they're called. They're like the big dragonfly-looking things. But they're t- they're connected. There's always like two of them stuck, and it's th- they're harmless, but they just look freaky, and they're everywhere, dude. Everywhere. And where the gates are, you if you're smart enough, if you don't have a pop-up tent, you can use the gates as like refuge from the storm that will come. It will come every time. I I've never been in Florida working a gig. It hasn't rained except for Miami, and it was inside. So of course, it doesn't matter that it doesn't rain. And then I really don't care much for West Palm Beach. I don't like that venue much either. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hot, nasty place. The guy who owns it's originally from New York. He's a Yankees fan, so we would talk a lot of Red Sox, Yankee shit. So he was always nice and hooked me up with whatever I needed, but it's just uh, it's a it's rough... It's all out. It's, yeah, it's a rough gig out in the fucking wind. It's the wind and the rain together, dude, because it's raining from the side. Oh, yeah. Getting wet, dude. I don't mind working in the winter... Because you're inside, and yeah, you go to the truck, it's a little cold, but maybe you got some hot coffee, you know, whatever. Like, I love being alone when I get a little moment on tour where I'm like, maybe on a truck alone, I can like put on something to listen to and like just zone out, get shit done. And then someone comes and you're like, oh, fun's over. <laughs> or those days when there's no space in the venue, you've got to sit in the bus, and then everybody's just coming back yeah. loud, like, nah. Chilling on the bus, front lounge. Are you a front lounge or a back lounge girl? I am a bunk only girl. You don't hang out in the lounges? I do not like fraternizing. So wait, wait, you're on the road, dude, and you don't hang out with nobody? I I'll see you out, out there you. taking pictures and shit with I'll your hang girls. out in the venue. I'll hang out anywhere, but when it's you don't bus hang time. Out with, really? When it's a bus time, it's Are bus you time. ostracized? Do they like, like, what's up with this bitch? She thinks she's better than us? No, I mean, I'm down to kick it all when we're in the venue, you know, days off, things like that. But like when it's my time after my day's done, my social meter is shot. Yeah, your give a fuck meter's at the window. 100%. See, dude, I used to like, 
like we would go to like the front lounge, just you know, people do whatever. Back lounge is usually the weed smoking lounge. So like me and whoever was on that bar on the back, that would be like the place where dudes would come after the tour, like after the show, and just be able to like relax, smoke a little, unwind together. It was kind of communal. Like maybe someone had a bad show, maybe it's not a good show, maybe everyone was in on it together. I kind of like that. Then I hit the bunk. I mean, there's definitely sometimes where I'm just shot, and I I don't even I I'm out, I'm in bed before we roll, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Some days you're just done dude i think this job's really given me a social anxiety where it's really? just i really feel like i need to be by myself because there's just so much happening and it makes me anxious to be by myself when there's nobody around huh. or if there's too many people around still in my small space it's nah, i don't really want to be here that's interesting like on your days off do you just go solo courtney or do you hang out I'll hang out with one or two people because I'm not one of the ones to just go and hang out with this huge group. And be so you don't cool. do the group dinners and shit. I, mm -hmm. you know what? I tend to avoid them too. I'll tell you why. I avoid them. One is what could be an hour dinner is now a two and a half hour dinner, and maybe I want to do some other shit or I have to do some other shit. And like, where are we going to eat? I, I have a fucking <laughs> delicious like uh, taste in my mind that I want to experience. You know, my palate is exciting. I don't always want to settle for Benny. Nothing wrong with Benny Hanna's, but like, you know, sometimes I, I want to switch it up. So sometimes on my days off, I don't hang with nobody. That's very, very possible too. Cause sometimes I'll be like, I just want to eat trash. I want to go to McDonald's. Yeah, dude, fuck it. And like, or if you got family or friends in said city or town, that that's my favorite is like oh, yeah. getting a little kick it with somebody, dude. The last tour I was on, I got to see so much family, dude. It just worked out. It was awesome. It was really good. I the best tours. Mothers, grandmothers, cousins, nephews, uncles, like in different states. It was fucking the best, dude. Oh, those are the best. You get yeah. to do everything, see everything. Yeah, dude. And like being on the road, you get a home-cooked meal is, is rare. Because yes, people are cooking food for us at restaurants or catering, but it's not It's not like one person cooked for five people. Right. It's cooking for fucking hundreds or something. And it's know? not always the best. I just told somebody this the other day. Just because there's catering doesn't mean yeah. I'm eating catering. Do you ever... I mean, I, I always eat like a salad. Whether it's good or bad, just out of like discipline, each meal except for breakfast, I eat like a lot of greens. Whether how dinner's good or bad, but sometimes it's, it's all I mean is greens and like a little sandwich or cereal for lunch. Bus, go to the bus for oh, yeah. dinner. I've had to do that before, dude. Where's where's the worst catering you ever had? Don't uh, you don't throw them on the bus? You can't throw them on the bus. I was gonna say there's quite a few out there. It's That's not the venue. Handful. It's you're really speaking it's about the people. Yeah, and it could have just been the, that time. Could you beef with the catering people? Have you ever beefed with catering people? I actually, my first tour, I worked for a catering company. But that was on the road. It was on the road. I did dressing rooms, but we usually all traveled together. That's good usually. I've, I've experienced that to be good most of the time. Depending on who the crew was, because one or two people can't carry for the team, especially when you're cooking. So you might have like one good dish and then everything else is just True. trash. True. And that's how it's been a lot of the time because some venues, the idea of the food's good or maybe one item's good and then what happened with the mac and cheese or what happened with the greens. Or, that's true. You can't flavor everything the same and people can't cook them all correctly. So Have you been on a lot of tours with other girls? Not really, no. My last tour that had a lot of girls. Yeah, because I saw, man, pictures of you with them. I'm like, damn, this is like an all-female crew she's with, it seemed like. Yeah, this was one of my last ones. Uh, John Mayer had a lot of women. 
Say that again. <laughs> That's I like John Mayer. I'm just saying, you know, he, he didn't literally have a lot of women. But, but I mean, he had a lot of women crew. That even yes. is still kind of coincidental. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting. Interesting. He's a funny dude, and he's a good musician. Oh, he's a great him. guy. I mean, honestly, even the first time I met him, I'm one of the weirdest people. When you first meet me, I'm going to do something to embarrass myself. Really? So I'm standing with my friend Rachel. She works with this company called Reverb, which is a green initiative to. Um, stop using plastic on tours so ah, there's not one single plastic water dope. bottle no plastic water bottles anywhere on that tour you can't buy them from Impressive. the venue you've got to buy either the um, commemorative ones and refill them or bring your own um i don't know what those are called the reusable like titanium yeah 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 duty ones and then refill them and this is just for, is this just for fans or is this for crew as the, well everybody across the board venue ah, fans, even in catering there's no bottled water whatsoever mm. but um we're standing in the hallway dicking around doing whatever high as balls at this point and she's like courtney go on the wall what are you talking about she's like stand against the wall i'm like no like what are you talking about we're in the middle of the hallway there's nobody coming just minding my own business said something embarrassing she recorded it and so it's playing back and i'm like saying something like hey girl just in a really really weird voice security's coming down the hallway Next thing you know, I basically get bum rushed out of the way and he's laughing because he's hearing the recording just being played back. Uh, so he's just dying laughing like, who is this Oh, John girl? Mayer. Yes, oh. John's <laughs> laughing. So literally everybody's in the oh, hallway John. standing there in complete shock. Like, are you really still standing in the middle of the hallway? Like, are you not? Are you dense? So I'm just one of those people. I'm also not aware of things. So I'm just going You're to be myself. Yeah, sometimes. I'm. I'm going to be myself unapologetically at all times. So. That's funny, dude. That's that's impressive that... So I always thought about that. So when you tour um, the the backstage, right? I'm sure like the concession stands, maybe they sell bottled water, but backstage for all the, the local venue staff and all the crew and all the band members, the artists, it's cases and cases and cases of bottled water. And you're running around working. You got to stay hydrated these long days. You're drinking, drinking, drinking tons of water, especially in the summer. It's a lot of plastic. On the tour buses, you can't drink the water that comes out of the sinks and stuff. It's it's just to wash dishes and stuff. You brush your teeth with, or you wash your face with the water from a water bottle. You drink it. Cases and cases of water bottles on your fucking bus. And I've always, I'm not the most environmentally sound one, but thanks to my good friend Adam Amingwal. Shout out to Adam, great photographer. I've become more environmentally sound. Slowly, but surely. And I've always thought about this on tour. Dude, we're fucking killing the world with they're, they're, you i'd say half the plastic out there and that floaty thing in the water is coming from tours 100%. it's insane and like i myself could be responsible for 10 to 12 to 15 bottles a day because I, dr I drink a lot of fucking water dude that's just me so i can only imagine so it's impressive that someone's i've always thought about that in my mind but i'm like oh man probably no one cares or it's too big of an issue to tackle so how does if you don't mind my asking how does how do they deal with the issue of like the crew and the band's not being able to have plastic water bottles. Because I feel like that would be something that I could see a PA or a production manager flipping the fuck out. Like, wait, get us a case, of, get us five cases of water for the band. What's Everybody the was fine with it because Reverb actually gave us water bottles to use. So it wasn't like, oh, I don't have a water bottle. You don't have a water bottle? Here you go. But what are you re where are you refilling these? Are there like water oh. stations? Those yep, we had a joints? water station that actually traveled with us. for even On the bus? Yeah, it was like... You take it apart and then just put it back oh, together. Okay. And every venue has a certain hookup that just hooks up to the machine once it's put together. Yeah, it's like a filtrated kind of water. Mm -hmm. See, that's dope. I mean, I feel like that's probably slow to get implemented all over. I'm sure it's an extra expenditure people don't want to deal with. 
or it just takes up room, or it's another headache to think about. But dude, like, I'm not trying to sound like Leonardo DiCaprio or anything, but yeah, the world is environment is in trouble. You oh, know? 100%. And I'm like, I, I'm sure I'm contributing to the destruction of it still in many ways. I'm just doing little things here, but just that always crossed my mind, dude. And I, it's cool to hear about that. I never, I never thought anyone was gonna do anything about that. It's a whole recycling initiative as well. At the end of the day, any plastic that was used, whether it be like a plastic cup or something like that, because those always pop up somewhere yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Still recycling and taking it out and things like that. Oh man, I mean, dude, that's it's a, a good, very green tour. And so, is, is that's a company that's just like just just trying to? How do they align themselves? With, with these tours, do they pitch this to like the, the management companies? Um, they just directly pitch them to the artists. I don't know how they get to them. I bet some artists that are big on the environment probably like, we want that. They snap on it. Exactly. That's cool because it, you'd be on some bullshit if you were one of those artists, a rich fucking person talking about environment, this and environment, that, and you've got tons of plastic getting used. Oh, yeah. I always said like, don't take your environmental cues from rich famous people because a guy with a yacht and a private plane telling me about this and that for the environment. I'm like, dude, the private planes are not great for the environment. Planes are not great, but at least we're putting 300 persons on one. And yachts are not great for them either. And you can't, don't speak down to me about the environment when you're doing that. So it's, I like, that's cool, dude, shit. And where are they based out of that company? I have no idea. I don't want to give any wrong information. Okay, that's fine. Hey, I appreciate that. I give a lot of wrong information on here. <laughs> we don't, no fact checking on damaged goods. Although most of the shit I talk about, I tend to know about. I don't like talking about things I don't know about because it's, I get infuriate, infuriated with people when they do that because it, like, I don't know a lot about cars, so I don't talk to you about mechanics. I don't know a lot about like uh, fantasy football, so I don't talk about it. So when people talk about things they don't know about, and I do know about them. I get upset because it's just, I don't know. Just because we can speak about shit. We do have freedom of speech. Awesome. Doesn't mean we always should. Be selective with it. As I say this, as I speak into a microphone, I'm talking a lot of shit. So <laughs> I'm feeling very hypocritical. Very hypocritical. I keep that off mic. So are you, uh, are you planning to go back out on the road for like a little, are you chilling in one place for a little bit right now? I'm chilling right now. I've got an offer for a four-monther, a little Ooh, bit later down the line. That's a longie. Do you a have any breaks one. in there? There's one break in there, and it's about two weeks. Dude, that's a long fucking time, man. I think it wouldn't be that bad. It's the same markets. It's just the circle around the same markets it, all over again. Fucking four months. What's the longest you've been out straight before? Two and a half. Months. Without a break, without coming home. Without coming home. Who was that with? It was between my last two tours. So once I ended uh, my first for the summer, literally the next day, the very last day of that day, I flew out the next day and started immediately that day. Oh, shit. What was, do you, can you say who that was for? Uh, I ended my Jennifer Lopez tour right into John Mayer. Oh, shit. Look at you, dude. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I saw you when you were in, I think I was just behind you when you were in New York with the garden for J-Lo or something. Oh, yeah. And then uh, my other homegirl, she lives in L.A. She's like a does TV and stuff producer. She was there for something. And she's like, man, I, I want to go to this jailer show. I was like, fuck, man. You know what? Like, my homegirl, like, works for her. Like, shit, I should have hollered at her for you, but I didn't. Power went out on the second show. Oh, no. Dude, the whole building. The whole building. W was it, the, like, a block of New York? Or was it just It was all of New York. It was the whole the blackout, the big blackout. I didn't even hear about that shit. Are you serious? Uh, uh, nah. It the was whole crazy. Blackout? It was a blackout. Man, she had just come on first song. It stopped for a second. Then the power came back. And then the next time it completely shut down. The generators could only hold the power for X amount of hours. I was in the middle of prepping for the after show meet and greet. Just getting everything ready. We're all kicking it. We're getting our balloons ready for the party. All this, that, and the next. Power's <laughs> out. People are freaking out. I was like, say, where do we dude. go? What do we do? Is the show still happening? We're like... 
is the show still happening? Yo, I'm going back to my bunk. The power's out. How could you even see? It, there was nothing. And the whole happening. the whole area, the whole part of Manhattan was out. All of it. Jesus, dude, I, that must have been pandemonium. It was because we were actually tracking it on the news because different what blocks of the city where the power was shutting down. And different oh, so blocks you guys of the were city. already aware that okay, this is potentially gonna be a problem later. Was it there weather or something? We have no idea what the root of it was. I think it was just an outage that happened, something with the That's subway system, and then crazy, it just like trickled down through the. How long did it uh, stay out for? It was out for the rest of the night. I mean, we're talking hours. Hours. And does that mean the subways are down? Everything was down. None Dude, of New York what is had everyone? power during the blackout. I know blackout. they've had blackouts. I was in there. I was there living there for a blackout, but I just stayed on my roof smoking, so I didn't really care, and I went to sleep. But I, and that was in Brooklyn. I can't imagine what it's like to be in Manhattan. Where there's a lot of people who don't live in New York are probably like even more scared when the lights go out everywhere. That must have been fucking nuts, dude. Times Square had to be like the purge. So, so you went back to the bus, and then did you guys roll before the power came back? So what? The bus had power though, right? Bus had power, but get this—you can't keep buses in New York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. they were over in Jersey. Oh, in Sea Caucus. Sea oh, yeah. Sea Caucus. Sea Caucus. So the whole nonsense that went on with this—that second show, we were supposed to be out of there. We had two days off in Boston. Then we were supposed oh, to work. Oh, okay. Nice. Right, right. Yeah. So we were supposed to have some days off. So after all this happened, they're like, no, we need to give them that second show. This was sold out. We've got to give them the show. And we're like, you ain't taking our days away. Oh, like, man. So they brought all the buses over from Secaucus, take us back over. They're expecting us to have rooms. No rooms are ready. The only hotel that could take us is one that had just opened, dry open six days before. So all the rooms still had plastic and everything on all of the oh, items Jesus. in the rooms. We didn't get rooms until the next night at 7 p.m. So we went from a show. Power went out at about 9 o'clock. We had to evacuate uh, MSG, get situated, all of us together, head back over to Secaucus, only to sit in a bus in a parking lot until 7 p.m. the next day to get in a room. And then we had to come back to perform the show at MSG. Ugh. Days off, we're gone. Dude, that's why people should never do the touring gigs unless you're ready to deal with shit like that. Because it happens and you got to roll with it as much as you don't want to. You got to. Because there's a lot of money on the line, man. And that's the first thing they thought. They were like, we're not so giving this money much back. money on the line. You're talking about a Jennifer <laughs> Lopez show at the, the, the Garden. And like, I've done shows at the Garden. You want you just pray everything goes smooth because you're dealing with a lot of people and a lot of money. And then, the, and then doing shows in New York City is exceptionally difficult because of the union shit. Uh, anywhere, And I don't know if that's... It's not New York... Maybe it is the whole state, actually. I'm, I, mean, I can't remember. But I know in the city, at least, you know, you can't pick up anything. You have to, everything has to be going through. The union shit is very, I mean, corrupt is a one adjective, but also <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's very intricate. Do you ever work with a woman, Mara? 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 Love her. Yeah, she's dude, so she's a dope. good woman, dude. I know you're not listening to this podcast, Mara, but shout out. Shout out. Courtney and I like you. She makes working, doing gigs at the garden a hell of a lot easier because it's, it's a big place. It's spread out. Not everything's in the right spot. Like Courtney was saying, the buses are usually back. Last time I went, dude, our production manager manipulated us to get two crew buses right outside. Dude, it was the best thing ever. Ooh, freaking smoke a weed on the bus, right? It was the best. But uh, rarely do you have your bus. Um, it's this long, windy ramp up in there. Uh, and, and yes, there's elevators that are slow as fuck. It's just, it's not easy. And so when you got someone on the inside, like this woman, she's cool. She gets your shit done because it takes a while to get shit done. You can't, if you needed something, you can't go get it. You have to ask someone who's going to ask another person who's probably asking another motherfucker to get it done. So you're looking at your fucking phone or your watch like, okay, I really need this pipe and drape. Okay, I really need these cases moved. And you can't do nothing until, until it's done for you. 
Could be ours. Could be ours. Damn, or it could that be blackout. Power outage sounds crazy. So, how do you know when eventually the power came back on? You guys were in Jersey, but I mean, when did it? It was sometime the next afternoon. Fuck, dude! I can't believe I didn't hear about this shit, man. I was probably on the road when I'm on tour. I'm much more secluded uh, into just whatever I'm doing. I'm not really paying attention to enough news. It's dangerous, isn't that bad? Yeah. Do you ever feel like when you're in a bubble when you're on the road? 100. percent I don't keep up with anything. Yeah, it's like I mean, I could keep I keep up with like family and friends to a minimum degree just to check in, and then if I like you know podcast from the road, I do that, and then just the gig, because the days off, the time off is so needed and so f- few and far between that you just gotta really unwind some days, dude. You don't want some days. I don't. You ever just sit in the hotel bed all day and eat? hundred percent and stare at a wall. You know what my favorite thing to do is, and this sounds disrespectful. So before I tell you I do this, always know I leave money in the hotel room for the person who cleans it up. You can't say maid anymore. That's not allowed. What's housekeeper. the housekeeper? Whoever. If it's not my house, it's a fucking hotel. The keeper of the hotel room. I always leave money there because I don't want to be an asshole. But what I do, and I, I, if you don't, Courtney, I highly suggest you do this. If you ever get food to go or delivery or take out from whatever, or even if you're just enjoying some Cheetos at night in your bed, I take a lot of uh, towels and those become my napkins. So I'll sit in the bed, I'll take a couple pillows, make a, like a little bed, uh, breakfast and bed table in front of me, and I lay a big towel out because I don't want to get on the comforter. I still got to sleep in this motherfucker. So I towel up the area around it. Then I use some of the smaller towels as napkins. So there'll be all these filthy towels on the floor that I use as napkins if I don't get napkins from said restaurant or takeout. But I like the towels are nice. I might even dampen them up. They, it's fucking awesome. And I know it's wasteful, and the room looks like shit. That's why I leave the money. Do you uh, ruin hotel rooms? I do not. You I don't? keep all my stuff in my bag because I'm, I'm terrified if I oversleep. Say if you have a midnight or a one o'clock yeah. bus call, I'm that. just gonna grab my stuff and go. I'm not unpacking. I'm not oh. getting too comfortable. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't unpack too much. There's certain things I take out, but I might rearrange shit in like you know out of like your bag into your day bag or whatever. But I've never missed. Have you ever missed a call? I have. You have? And I've had to fly. How many times? Oh, you had to fly. I had to fly. It oh, was all girl. bad. Where was it? What city to what city? It was one of the Texas states uh, coming back to California because I didn't want to uh, be on the bus that long. So I kind of purposely missed it. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So but it was a drive from, from Texas to California. That's a mm-hmm. long ass. Dude, I've driven from one part of Texas to the other part. It was 14 hours from, uh, we were in Dallas to McAllen, Texas, which is basically Mexico. It's mm-hmm. way down. That was 14 hours, and that was in the same state. But, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten, I got close, but I never missed it. You know what, do you ever do the trick of, if you know you're going to go out partying on the, on the day off, go to your room, get all your shit by midnight, check out, and then go sleep on the bus, so you, at least you wake up at the venue? Every time. Oh, I do that a lot. It's a safe bet. Every time. I remember being in Europe, right, and then, when we were in Vienna, Austria, playing like a 17,000-person sold-out fucking arena, and uh, one of the opening bands, I'm going to throw their crew under the bus because I don't care. Uh, but, uh, Anthrax, good guys, anyway. <laughs> like like five of their crew missed uh, their bus call, right? And we had we had two buses. I'm on the first bus. But but our, we didn't take our... You know, in Europe, you can't park the buses really by the hotels. There's no room. So usually you get dropped off, and then they have sprinter vans run us over. So there's two different bus calls for our crew. One for guys to be there, and then it's like a 30, 40 minute difference. I'm on the second one, and then I get on and like we're working for some of our guys. We're looking for like our head security guy who's like basically like fucking 
text me nothing. And so we get there. So yeah, Anthrax mad at their crew missed it, but like, dude, our head security, uh, a lighting guy, a base tech, like mad of our dudes missed it. I don't know what was in the water of Vienna, but like so many people missed this bus call. So everyone was getting their balls busted that day. It's it was crazy. I don't think I've ever been on a tour where that many people Yo, missed a bus call. It's, you're talking about nine people out of three bands. Or, but only I think only it was really only two bands. The middle band didn't have any people missing. Their crew kept tight. A lot of the guys we went out. It was it was Thanksgiving night the night before. So the Slayer took us out to um, like Thanksgiving dinner, and then I wasn't partying or drinking that night. I'm either a really good boy or a really bad boy. So I just kept it low key. I went home. A lot of guys went out drinking, and I guess some guys ended up at like strip clubs and all kinds of wild shit that actually probably would have been fun that I normally do, but I didn't. Thank God I didn't, because that's why a lot of these guys missed it. Like some dude apparently got taken for some money from a uh, a lady of the night. Oh, uh, all God. kinds of wild shit. See, if I was there, maybe the I could have straightened them out and kept them all away from danger. Oh, close enough to enjoy the danger, but not to be taken advantage of. But dudes like really got fucked over on this night, and so many dudes missed it. Uh, it was so many that like the production manager really couldn't get mad. If it was one or two, then it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? When it's like nine of you, including the head security, it's like, all right, all right, you know. It's good. <laughs> I've never. You only missed it once, though, huh? Only once. That's pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. It's a four hundred dollar ticket, so. Yeah, and that's when it's those things comes out of your pocket. One hundred percent. It'll yeah. make you rethink. Stay on stop. See, you, what are you, a little coffee couldn't have helped you, or it doesn't matter. You just slept through the alarm. Last time I drank heavily. It was drinking. You that that was the last time you've drank. You haven't drank since then. I've had a few here and there, but nothing like I did that day. Really? What were you drinking that night? Henny. Oh man, that's good stuff. That's fine. It's straight. Relaxes you. No, so you ended really, me. You really haven't drank liquor since then. Well, like a couple times. Just a couple. Oh, and it's your birthday almost, and you're not gonna drink at all. That's impressive. Mm, nope, dude. I'm smoking all blunts. That's, that's it. cool. I mean, I do. I was on a little blunt tear recently. I'm actually trying to stop because it fucks with my asthma a little bit, and like, I can feel it when I surf and work out. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, because I don't smoke cigarettes, so I feel the tobacco. But I was on this the last couple months, dude. Even on tour, I was like. Smoking a lot of blunts. Can't smoke blunts in the back lounge. Oh, yeah. No, the smell. But I would would do on the days off, dude. What kind of blunts is Courtney smoking? You can tell me. Dutch Master's person. Dude, fuck it. I smoked a Dutch Master the other day, dude. It's all right. It's normally like a backwoods, but. Fuck it. Hey, look. They're all going to give you cancer. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, Are they, you know, they have fiberglass in there. You know that? Really? And same in, um, what's that shit called? Chewing tobacco and then blunts. They have like a little piece of fiberglass that somehow allows the nicotine to get in your bloodstream so they get you, dude. They fucking get you, dude. Well. It's all good. But you don't smoke tobacco. No, no. you're fine, dude. Dude, birthday time, dude. No it champagne? Is. No champagne. Champagne give you headaches? It just makes me not feel good. Just queasy. Good for you, dude. I mean, getting drunk on tour on the road and then being trying to go to bed on the bus sometimes is not. The worst. That you rocking? you ever been sick on the bus? No. Dude, I was. It's the best sleep I can get. I was in, um, we were in Mont. We, we were driving to a day off in Montana, and the night before, we're coming from Salt Lake City, and I got wasted with this other band's drummer. He's partying, and we were doing drugs and drinking, getting fucked up. Awesome, fine, no big deal. Fall asleep in my bunk. In the middle of the night, I felt like, ooh, I could throw up a couple times, but I fought it off, went back to bed. I wake up, and it's like springtime, so it's a little warm. I wake up, step off the bus at this, at this hotel parking lot. You know, I slept in late. My hair is like all over the place. I'm in like a fucking, probably a heavy metal t-shirt, and like shorts, and like sandals. I step off the bus, like one eye open, step three feet, just like projectile vomit everywhere. I look around, there's all these like senior citizens checking the hotel, looking at me. Like, I must look crazy, dude. Oh, my God. Wow. i just glad I didn't throw up on the bus, man. Oh, that's the number one no no. I've done that before. You have? I have. In a bag? No. Where'd you throw up on the bus, young lady? 
it was the back you lounge. Like a dad. You threw up in the back lounge. It was a Warped Tour story, right? Oh, tell us. So it was a few years back. Uh, I was talking to this TM of one of the bands, and he was like, yo, let's kick it after the barbecue. For Warped Tour, the barbecue was it. That's where everybody goes to mingle, fraternize at the end of the day. You know, you look for your hookup, guys blink up, whatever. So we meet up. He takes me back to the bus. He's like, you drinking something? Yeah, I'll have a beer. He's like, all right, I'll roll something up. So I'm having a couple beers, about three in. I'm like, yo, I'm good. He's like, no, have some more to drink. So I'm oh like, all no. right, whatever. Rolls the blunt, puts it to my mouth. He's like, smoke this. And I'm like, let me, you know, come down off my drunk a little bit. He's like, no, smoke it. Puts it in my mouth. Boom. Projectile bomb in the back of the bus. Jesus, dude. <laughs> he's like, I told him, I was like, That's hey, I cool, can't do this. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, you just have to leave now. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. That's crazy. I've been lucky. I've never, uh, I was trying to think of the last time I threw up. I think I threw up in Mexico one night. But I'm pretty good about it. But I always like to test my boundaries. I like to push myself. So if I haven't gotten too drunk and thrown up in a while, God, I'm going to get there. But I'm on like an alcohol and drug sabbatical right now. Well, I'm smoking weed, but I'm just taking a little time off. My birthday's in a little over a month, so... I might break it on that, but I've been feeling good lately. I've got a lot of shit to do, and uh, I, I was in Mexico for a month. I drank a lot, and I drank a lot of beer, which I don't normally do, so I put a little pounds on. I had to get the pounds off, and a lot of tequila, and then, you know, and there's this one bar, only one bar in this one little city that sold cognac, and so uh, the nights I'd go there, I was drinking that, and just a lot of drinking, so cleaning it up a little bit. Good. I didn't know you weren't drinking that much. Good for you, dude. Impressive. It's the same thing for me. I just have too much to do. I don't have time to feel groggy. I don't have yeah. time. I'm already lazy. But so. dude, you're young. You can still bounce back. You still have the bounce too back. Too far gone. Too far gone. That's why I, 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 I don't have the bounce back anymore, so I have to be selective. You know? Um, and you now, But you, you gotta be careful, man. If you throw up on the bus without drinking, there's no excuse. Then you're gonna no. get made fun of. But hey, I'm not doing or eating anything that'll cause Good. that. So Important. Dude, after show food, that's the food that they buy you uh, after the show is done. Duh, after show. It's late night. It's usually what's around. What's Pizza. accessible. Pizzas, subs, fucking sandwiches, maybe some tacos and shit here and there. I highly recommend anybody who tours uh, or is about to hop on a plane or a bus, like, don't eat the burritos. Maybe don't eat Indian food for dinner. Don't. I'm just saying, dude. Hot bagging is not. Yeah, I mean, I've never been there either, dude. I've, I'm pretty com composed with my, my bodily functions. I am too. I can hold it. Good for you. I also just know better than to push myself. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to. I mean, I've definitely thrown up. Well, I did throw up also leaving a tour. It was last night. We left the venue and they were driving us from the hotel to the, I mean, to the venue to the hotel on the bus. And then we flew out in like six hours and we fly out. Me and my boy are getting wasted. It was last show. And on the bus ride, just from the venue to the hotel at like, you know, two in the morning, I was like, oh man, I was getting the spins. I was just in the front lounge. We we're just chilling. And I was like, mm, you know, like, oh, man, we're going to be there in five minutes. As soon as we got to the fuck, whatever, dude, the Hilton or wherever it was, dude, I was throwing up the same thing in three steps, walked to the side so I didn't block anyone else, puking my ass off. It was perfect, though, because then I got to go in the room. Relax. And I sobered up enough to take the flight. Although I trashed this. Me and my boy were flying home to L.A. We trashed this hotel room, dude. We were just, like, wasted. And we are like, leaving. And I don't know, dude. And then I was like, ah, he was getting me all hyped. And I fucking... Threw all these things off the table, which were glass and shit. Just tons of shit broke. I never got in trouble for it. I was lucky. But it was a mess. So don't do that, kids. Don't break things, man. Don't trash hotel rooms. If you're going to leave some money. You know, you know the, the person cleaning the room ain't got to pay for it. But 
It's just not nice. You've never left a messy room? No. Dude, my room's... I'm terrified because my name's attached to it. I'm like, what if this person, like, Googles me? Oh, like the hotel front desk clerk? They're like, who's Simon this bitch? Johnson is like, this fucking bitch. I mean, dude, I try to keep a clean, like, uh, living quarters, but fucking hotel room, like, it's because I'm only there for 24 hours or 48 hours. I know. I mean, I'm not, like, pissing on the carpet, but I definitely use a lot. Like, if I'm ever sick, like, like uh, a cold... I'm using that whole tissue box and like, I'm probably bringing a trash can close to the bed so the tissues land in there, but if they don't, they might not. You know what I'm saying? I'm guilty of that. Food particles, Cheeto crumbs everywhere, dude. And I, I, I always untuck my sheets. I hate tucked in sheets, man. It's like a prison in the bed. <laughs> I like freedom. So like the bed is strewn up. Every towel is used. Pillows are everywhere. You know, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's like a vacation. I don't know. I think I'm just way yeah. too proper in that. You're I feel like the bus is gal. so junky. I just want something that's nice and tidy. What is your What's your living quarters like? You keep it clean? A hundred percent, all the time. Really? I have roommates. I get on them all the time when I come home from a tour. Why is this not in place? There's nothing like coming home to a clean space. I like putting shit back right where I took it from when I'm done with it. You know, keep it clean. Don't you got animals? You don't you got pets? I don't. I don't. They're at home in Ohio. Okay. All right, so I was thinking that you had them and that you were always on tour. I was like, who's watching our fucking animals? My family. What are the animals? <laughs> I have a toy chihuahua and I have a Boston Terrier. Oh, I, they're dogs. I call them animals. Boston Terriers are cool. Chihuahua. You don't want them out here because you're gone too much, right? Gone too much. They, they need a yard. Thank you, dude. I think that's a very big thing to say because a lot of dog owners, especially in more condensed East Coast cities, are very selfish. A fucking dog. You take him out twice a day to the park for, what, 20 minutes? God, it's not fair. That's he hates like his life, dude. I would have a dog if I had a yard where they could kind of like come and go as they please, not on my call. There you go. There you go, Cordy. Dude, I'm impressed, man. They want somebody that has the attention and has the capability of letting them do these things and still be there. Yeah, you know? dude. You're I feel like I abandon children. No, it's, that's real. I feel like, dude, how much fun can a dog have in a small apartment? Imagine those New York apartments, dude. I don't know. My apartments were never that big. You got a fucking like little prison cave for your dog to enjoy, dude. You are a true lover of animals, dude. I'm gonna call you. I'm in my phone. You're now gonna be Ace Ventura with a with a K. All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it, that's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. They got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there. And it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws. And they got some all natural treats on the way. 
All this is available at WholePetCBD.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.